Welcome to Evolve to Succeed, the podcast that brings together entrepreneurs, founders, business leaders, and experts to talk about their journeys and explore the link between personal and business success. I'm your host, Juan Munson, founder of Evolve, a coaching, training, and development company focused on enabling business and personal success and creating a community of like-minded individuals. Whether that be through our peer groups, one-to-one coaching, our training and development programs for you and your teams, or through our content and events, our mission is to get the best out of each individual and inspire them to be better both in life and in business. If you want to learn more about Evolve, including our beautiful co-working space in Ashley Cross in Paul, then please go to evolvemembers.com where you'll find great content, insights, details of all of our services and also information on our forthcoming events. For now though, let's get on with the show. Welcome to this week's episode. Today we hear from Kevin Dawson, owner and managing director at Dawson's Bang & Olufsen which has been designing, supplying, and installing industry-leading audio-visual systems for over 90 years. Equally, or perhaps even more impressive, is the fact that Kevin has been with the company, which is a family business since September 1980. That's almost 43 years. Amongst other accolades, Dawson's has won multiple awards, is a factory supplier to luxury yacht brands Sunseeker, Princess and Fairline, and celebrated 50 years as a Bang & Olufsen dealer in 2014. It was really happy to get Kevin on the show to talk about his impressive longevity, as well as the obvious passion for business. It's a really great conversation that covers topics such as the pleasures, pressures and complexities of being part of a long-running family business, his opinions on the supposed death of the high street, his dedication to keeping his delivery vans clean, and both the toughest and proudest moments he's had in the business. It's an incredible story that begins at a time when not every household in the UK even had electricity. Please enjoy the show. Welcome, Kevin, to the Evolve to Succeed podcast. Thank you, Warren. Thanks for inviting me. This is our first video podcast. It's also going to go out on audio, but we are in your beautiful showroom for Bang & Olufsen. You are MD, owner of Dawson's Bang & Olufsen. We're going to learn a bit more about your story today, your journey with the business, but as we'll find out, um, this is you know very much a family business and has been for generation after generation yeah. after generation. Yeah. And we'll touch on that and all of those kind of things. So... I suppose to our listeners, we should tell them a little bit about the business, a little bit about the history of Bang & Olufsen, you know, and your involvement with that, but the, you know, the Dawson's as a business yep. that was established in 1927. Correct. Yeah, 1927, my great-grandfather, George Dawson, okay. um, who we had the shop in, always been in Westbourne, um, okay. and originally in uh, Seymour Road. Um and most people locally will know where Shays Fred is. Uh, yeah. We're just a little bit further up from there. It's now a hairdresser's called Twilo, but that was the original Dawson's. And that had three generations. So my great-grandfather, my grandfather, Cyril Dawson, and then latterly my father, Peter Dawson, when mm. he left the RAF in 1957. Wow. So um, it, I, I think the credit has to go to my father, dad, really for the audio visual side yeah. because my grandfather 
had an interest, but not really. The shop was right. a little bit of a 50-50 gift shop. And my grandfather was a known collector of watch cocks and brass uh, microscopes. Um, okay. And the shop was a little bit divided between my grandfather's love of hoarding all that stuff. Yeah. And also the odd little, you know, radios and early days, of course, of um, black and white TV. Yeah, wow. Um, in Thank fact, you. it wasn't, it was the coronation last week that, of course, you know, uh, 1957, yeah. um, <laughs> we started to think about what my business was doing then. And of course, yeah. we were we were in we were trading for a few years yeah uh, you were well established yeah. at that point and I, I remember my dad telling me um that actually that year was a boom year for television purchases wow because of the coronation because of the coronation yeah wow yeah. and can you or do you know have you backtracked the history you know what made your great-grandfather george was it yeah. george start the business well BBC at very early days of radio, mm. um, and there was a, a radio, Cat's Whisker Radio. I'm not completely au fait with the technology, yeah. but it was very early days of that. And then we also did um, accumulator recharges, because you've got to think back in those years, electricity wasn't in everyone's home. No. Uh, we were just coming into that era, yeah. uh, and it's hard to believe that <laughs> less than 100 <laughs> years ago, we were you know, homes with no electricity, candles for lighting. Yeah. And so people would bring in their um, accumulator to be recharged and take it home and have a battery operated um, system. Um, so, but my, the family also had a, other spin-offs. Um, believe it or not, the, the Dawson family used to have a cinema in Southampton. Uh, really? Yeah. And my grandfather, great grandfather, uh, we had very early days of, some of the bus routes um, and if you look at the history of local bus routes I'm afraid the ones <laughs> the players at the moment literally ran my grandfather off the road uh, really? and there's quite a lot of documentary on that if you look back um, of the big boys coming in and literally arriving at bus stops to collect passengers that would have gone on to my family's bus and, routes yeah bus routes and if and some of those bus routes in New Milton according to my dad are still what my grandfather and great-grandfather started, yeah. So uh, quite diverse. Quite uh, diverse. Very yeah. entrepreneurial. They wouldn't yeah. have used that word then, would they? <laughs> but really yeah. quite yeah. entrepreneurial yeah. as a family. Yeah. Uh, if I had the time, I'd love to go deep dive into the history and find a bit more about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. Um, so I, you know, my, my, grand, my, my grandfather decided, I think, to retire fully. Yeah. Uh, my, my, my dad... He's the one that dr drastically changed the showroom. Right, into... and he made it very audio-visual focused, yep. high-end. Yeah, and uh, it was a, a um, in London a a show that showed um, electrical goods um, where he met Bang and Olufsen. Right. Um, so that was um, '63. Um, he met them, and in '64 we became a dealer. So over 60 years ago. Yeah, so that's our next milestone in wow. 2024, 60 years. Um, and uh, it's even the history of Bang Olufsen in the UK. What probably a lot of people don't realise is that it was actually distributed then by the Debenhams Group. Right. Um, and I've, I've, re I've, 
I have got a few products that I've uh, collected over the years yeah. um, in the basement here, which I shall maybe show in the showroom a bit more next year. Um, okay. Where we've Come got in and see that. Yeah, original certificates and letters from the then managing director, but you can see that it wasn't Bang Olufsen UK in, in those days. So. Right. In fact, there wasn't much B&O in the UK pre yeah. that era um, and there was no deliveries my father had to go up to london to then collect the product collect any stock <laughs> and he didn't have a van big enough because yeah. i think i got a picture of my dad driving around in a british racing green mini traveler and if you know the history of that, it was the one with the wood all around the yeah. back. But it did have a Cooper engine in it. So <laughs> the petrol head thing, I know where I got it from. Yeah. Uh, and my dad used to compete in a little bit of uh, driving competitions. Right. So that's his... what he would try and take up yeah. to collect the kit. <laughs> but no, the car wasn't big enough being a mini traveller. So he actually borrowed um, the um, van from the local florist in those days calls out Al called Alfords and unfortunately they're no, no longer in yeah. Westbourne but Alfords anyone knows the history of Westbourne will remember them um, and my dad borrowed their comma cob van uh, and drove up to London to, to collect things like radiograms wow. and radios and uh, early days of uh, black and white tv it's incredible, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And your journey with the business started in about 1980. I suppose it was probably as you were growing up as a kid, but you joined the business in 1980. Yeah, I mean, I've always grown up around Bangalore. And I mean, I was born in uh, yeah, uh, 63. Yeah. Um, so uh, I've never known any other brand in yeah. the family home. Um, and we, um, my journey started in September 1980. Okay. Um, all my father said to me with schooling is you don't think you're going to come and start to work for me um, to try and make me get my grades <laughs> yeah. didn't really work to be fair I couldn't wait to leave school um, and I couldn't wait to earn money so I, I, I originally petrol court attendant back in the days when you drove up and you actually <laughs> had served, served you. you I did that but I I, I I even remember excelling in that because I was behind the counter uh, and if anyone remembers BP garages in those days they used to do um, Smurfs um, <laughs> and there was a collection and I saw this cabinet that was all the all the Smurfs were all over the place and I just neatly put everything in line <laughs> yeah. and the manager of the, the the showroom you know congratulated me for having a bit of initiative yeah um, and then I did a bit of cellar boy um, again at a, a pub that's no longer um, but um, he said to me I've never taught a guy of your age I think it was 16 at the time to clean the pipes he said normally I, I employ your age yeah. group and they're rubbish but again I, I was very careful the way I lined up all the bottles so all the badges were at the front and I and I, and I think it's it goes back to presentation yeah and my dad always instilled in me that you know if you've got 10 seconds for somebody to come into your showroom it's your stage and that's the thing that this with you every even today yeah and i i i you know believe that's a massive part of success of any business mm. is the presentation of their business yeah how many people must have traveled miles and turned up from what yeah. looked a today fancy website and been totally distraught and disappointed at what they turn up to yeah um so i think you know i i, I live and breathe by those early days of success of just excelling and doing anything to do with sales. Yeah, and presentation, sales. And presentation. Yeah. So there was no real expectation from your father that you'd come into the business? No, not really. I mean, it was literally um, 
I did work for another audio visual company in Southbourne that again is no longer there but um, I, I worked for there for probably about eight months and then my father told me that there was an opportunity because one of the sales guys left yeah. um, but he says you're not going to go to sales he said I want you to do installations okay yeah, installations in those days compared to today, you know, yeah. your TVs with three to four channels, all manual tuning. I yeah. could probably deliver a, an install six TVs in a day. Yeah. Now we're lucky we do one. Compared to now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, um, so, yeah, remember it's even before video, you know, literally it was televisions or music centers or, you know, a stack system, if you remember yeah. Technics and yeah. all that sort of stuff. Yeah, that, that that's what I did. Wow. Uh, but it, I, I did... I do remember installing the first Bang Olufsen multi-room system. It was actually 1982, and the system was called MCL82. Yeah. And I remember crawling around a loft in Parkstone, Lower Parkstone, <laughs> um, putting this cable in, um, and yeah, it was the first sort of multi-room system. The guy had a system in the living room, a speaker in the kitchen, and a speaker in the dining room. Wow, in 1982? 1982. Yeah, you just think of that as something that's been around since sort of late nineties, early two yeah. thousands. Yeah, yeah, no, we were the probably I think Bang Olufsen was one of the first multi-room audio systems. Wow. Yeah, um, and you know I think they've learned that they could have done a few more things and lost out to some of the ways things yeah. are done now. I'm so it's always a wonderful exactly. thing. And I imagine for a technology business, it's even more so. Uh, sort of, you know, that hindsight only kind of kicks you in the teeth and shows you what you could have done and yeah. should have done. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the brand is still here. And, yeah. And, you know, how have you developed? So when did you take the business on, I suppose? That's probably the next point in yeah. history, isn't it? At what point did you take um, the business on from your father? Was it kind of a overnight thing or was it a period of time? Because anybody listening to this that yeah. is in a family business or is thinking of yeah. transitioning, yeah. that's the critical phase, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. So uh, I don't I don't actually have a date. Um, my my dad um, was into boating. Yeah. So um, I think as he saw that I was okay um, to, to to do the sales, I mean it was naturally ingrained in me. Yeah. I mean I I, I, I grew know, up around I grew it. Grew up around it, and um, my my. My dad, I think, eventually felt more comfortable with leaving the business. So there was a sort of a semi-retirement with my okay. dad, and he would generally disappear around the beginning of the boating season. So, depending on the weather, uh, yeah. this year it won't be till next month. But, <laughs> but I think in um, yeah, generally he would disappear in April, and we wouldn't see him till yeah. September, October. Um, he always said to me he would never hand the business over to me which I, I'm disappointed with when I look back now having two yeah. sons of my set of my own yeah. and the way I would you know if and ever they come into the business yeah. I would have a completely different hang on it to my father um, but um, he relied on somebody that was supposedly the manager and would look after everything yeah, okay. um, there's another story there it didn't turn out too well right. but um yeah, he, it, it, it wasn't a case of me going to him and I told you so, um, yeah. but it was one of those points in the sand that yeah. we learned a hell of a lot. And um, it put me in um, probably a good stead to maybe be a bit more you know, um, attentive to certain areas that I'm not so good at, which is yeah. 
accountancy work. It bores me to tears. Okay. Sorry, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it, it, it's having those people around you that can yeah. look after that side of it. And, and, and you know, why? But you do need those people around you that you can trust in those kind 100%, of roles. 100%, which is the person that my father trusted and ended up, yeah. you know, stealing money. Mm. Uh, and that as a family business is something that I think I hear about a lot. Yeah. Um, and I think you put trust in somebody... And that person can be the person that is filtering it away. Mm. And I think it, if, if I go back to the years that that happened, of course, there weren't all the tick boxes that, that yeah. are around nowadays, no. you know, manually writing things in, yeah. you know, uh, stock control was, again, a manual control yeah. thing, you know, not even credit cards. We were talking no. about the early days where you used to swipe over with a mach credit card <laughs> yeah. machine. Yeah, so there's a lot of human error that could be yeah, sort of part of when it came to the accountancy. But it was funny, actually, because I, although I've never had a real understanding from that side of things, when it came to the end of year and the accountant coming in to talk about the profit we make, it was that time I said, this is not right. Okay. No, in my head. So the gut feeling, you knew yeah. what the business was doing. Yeah. You knew the margins, you knew what it should be generating yeah. and... In which case, that was the point. We got a sort of a, I, I employed a, a sort of a forensic site, a, a accountant to go through everything. And it took him four to six months to come up with something, there's something wrong here. Right. And then it was a call to Paul CID. Yeah. And that's where I'll leave the story. We'll leave it there, but we, shall we? we yeah. you know, it, it, it was, a, I think, the family business. And certainly with the father, son, father, daughter, yeah. father, uncle whatever yeah. if the relationships it you never sit down around a table and say right this is your defined role yeah because you're expected to do something or not and my dad was all he was caring about was where am i what am i doing right. was i on the telephone um yeah <laughs> you know more being the father than yeah the yeah. boss owner and yeah transcendent. why are you looking at a new car yeah. you know and all these sort of things and i think that's a hard thing in a particularly a small family yeah. business it is isn't it because most in most normal i say normal but this normal parent child relationship the child mm. flies the nest yeah seeks their independence yeah. creates their own world yeah but in a family business you've got that extra kind of dynamic where perhaps the father child relationship doesn't necessarily ever drift away, does it? Because there's not a point of independence no, not. We naturally had, created, actually. I never yeah. thought of that. We had quite a lot of rows. Yeah. I, I can't remember how many times I actually had to walk around the block just to let <laughs> off steam. <laughs> <laughs> but then he reminds me of his dad as well. And yeah. his, you know, my grandfather having rows because my father said, this is not an audio and visual shop. Yeah. It's what you like to do, your hobby. Yeah. And you've got a few televisions and radios. Um, and I want, don't want that. So I think, thank God my dad was into boating and it, thank God it took him out of the business for six yeah. months a year. And that uh, gave you the ability, I assume, to prove what you could do yeah. with it and yeah. take responsibility. And certainly when we started to put in more computer, right, I think we were one of the very early adopters of having a database. Mm. Um, and, uh, of course, he would come back after we'd installed it or a new telephone system, have not a clue on how everything works. Yeah. His frustration grew and grew and grew. And... With technology advancing faster and faster, of course, he come in as a bit of like a new boy, mm. and, and he felt like maybe it's time my I back off completely. Fully retired. 
Yeah, and 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 there was again, there was no, I'm retired, here we are. Yeah, it was my grand, my my grandmother, his his mum, unfortunately passed away. There were shares involved. Okay, you know, so that was the time probably that you know there was a right. a point in time where there's the, yeah, here's shifts and ownership yeah. now. It's yeah, fra- uh, that but there was no happened. keys. There was no plan. No plan and nothing. It's it's yeah. typical, I think of. I speak to a lot of various ownerships with families yeah. involved, and and then it's it's all variations on the same thing. Yeah, there's not usually a proper plan nope. of succession, and no, nope, there isn't. There's usually a bit of resistance at the yeah. beginning to be coming in from one party or the other. Yeah, and then it naturally happens, and it yeah. starts to succeed, and then yeah. The only thing I can now say to my dad, who's still with us, eighty six, is that you know. Because he often used to say to me, oh, well, at your age, I would never have been doing this sort of thing. And, of yeah. course, now I can say, well, you know, here I am at 60 and I'm still working <laughs> five days a week. Uh, whereas he was sort of probably eight years into being semi-retired, retired. Yeah. You know, so, uh, yeah. Well. <laughs> and what have you done with the business? I mean, how have you changed the dynamic of the business since you've sort of had full yeah, I mean, state control? Home cinema... Back As in, we sit in this lovely yeah, we are demo in, room now. Yeah, yeah. We're in a you know um, a JBL synthesis certified cinema. We're one of few, well, there's nine dealers in the UK that has okay. that certification. Um, I think already the everyone is involved in this. They can hear the sound is really good because it's all acoustically yeah. banned. But yeah, cinema was our um, apart from Bang Olufsen, um Cinema's been our sort of. Uh, thing that we do well um, and having the people in the business um, at the time had a vested interest in film cinema and sound so I think you could literally count on one hand how many dealers in the UK that were doing projector based cinema so at the moment we've got a sort of tiny little laser Sony projector Uh, if I'd showed you a picture of the sort of early days of Sony and Celico which had three guns tube yeah, and a massive heat noise that produced a picture that, which is you know nowadays you'd laugh at. <laughs> um, yeah, and we just progressed with having a separate room in in our shop in Seymour Road, it's dedicated for that, and it just grew. Uh, and we had people coming from far and wide. You know, there was often mm. Saturdays, particularly when I moved around to this location in in seventy four Pool Road. People will be coming down from the Midlands to buy packages of cinema and projectors, you know. And uh, yeah, it was it, it it showed that we were on the map. We mm-hmm. advertised, you know, in those days, no internet hardly, and it yeah. was all done by you know, putting into a magazine. <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah, it showed it worked. And um, and of course, we had a much larger slice of. The cinema market because yeah. there was so few people doing it so niche so specialist yeah and of course nowadays you know i'm surrounded by people that yeah. purportedly do home cinema uh, you know so many electricians stick a sticker on the side of the van saying they're yeah. a cinema dealer you know but i think you know i call our showroom an experience center mm. and when i had the shop refitted last may uh, we were shut for five weeks bringing the Bang Olufsen shop up to the standard that the you know they want. We took the opportunity to do the Dawson side mm. of the business, which is a new cinema, which we're sat in at the moment. Yeah. And there's another room, the last bit of the puzzle to be done, which is next door, which is like a media room. Okay. Again, we're, we, we, we want to do another JBL 
certified but a lesser priced room okay and i think then will be the only showroom in europe to have two certified um wow jbl synthesis so again um just trying to keep ahead of the curve and i suppose that's one of the things i wanted to discuss with you on this podcast kevin was the fact that you know retail they say retail is dead the high street is mm. dying mm. I mean, how would you respond to that as a comment? It's absolutely not. Right. You know, I think uh, I read all the time about how some retail businesses haven't moved forward. Um, and as I said, as I've already explained, an experience centre. Mm. You can't... When people come in here, I love showing people, they've got the time, about what can be achieved, you know. And whether that be a £169 Bluetooth speaker or yeah. a £169,000 cinema room, you know, it's... When you sit people in here, if, and I, I'm, I use the phrase, we've got 10 minutes, because mm. sit them in here. Currently, we're using the Top Gun, Top Gun Maverick clip yeah. on a 4K Blu-ray disc, um, and people are just blown away. And they actually probably stay here for longer than yeah. Stay there and watch the film. <laughs> yeah, and that's often said. You know, yeah. I'll come and watch the whole lot. Um, and it's something that I'm passionate about. Um, I'm very, I'm very much a sound snob. I can't yeah. watch a movie unless it's dealt delivered yeah. through a decent system. Um, and a thin TV that you can buy today from all the brands that you can mm -hmm. think of. Thin TV, thin sound, uh, yeah. and you—all these movie houses are spending a, as much money on location and video as they are sound. Yeah, uh, and sound plays a big part to how our brain engages with a screen. Mm. And um, everybody that comes out of this room after ten, fifteen minutes of the clip we show, they feel exhausted because they're <laughs> almost holding their breath. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I think that's for me very satisfying. Whether they're in the market to buy that sort of no. level or not, the f you know they're going to go away and talk about yeah. it to friends at the bar. You at, never know at homes, leads, at mates, you? and you just never know who that feeds through to. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, retail is. Um, so do you think retail is the high street is going to more, you know, places like this, that experience centre, as you call it? Yeah. Is that how the high street is going to thrive and compete against online, which we'll need to come probably have a chat with you about as well in a moment? Yeah, I mean, I still think we're in the touchy-feely, listen type yeah. of area. Um, yes, you can buy a pair of our headphones online, mm. but... Yes, you can send them back within a certain period of time, but it's still hassle. Hmm. You know, I, 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 you know, I, I like buying from a physical store. Yeah, I still get a buzz if it's something that is quality and something you want to experience. Yeah. I suppose a car or whatever, boat or whether it be a watch or yeah. whether it be whatever. You know, I, 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 I still like that ability to better go back to that place and. If it's not right, I can yeah. have a face-to-face -face. discussion. You know. Emails, online chat. The, <laughs> we'll get how many people do you it. speak to that have the frustrations? Yeah. And then they, there's a remorse. Oh, I wish I hadn't done that. Yeah, I wish I'd gone and spoken wish to somebody. I wish I'd spoken to somebody. And I think a lot of people in here realise that they're actually not spending a lot more money. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're investing in some of the products that we sell, I would want to know that I've... It's One, it's been installed by... 
yeah. a proper installation team, and that's been the success of Dawson's, is that we employ all our own installers, all our own engineers. It's my own vans, my own tools, my own diary, yeah. and people love that. And the amount of emails I get or phone calls or face-to-face of, wow, those guys are really good. I love the experience yeah. and it is an experience because no matter how good I am or any member of my team and the sales are if it's poorly installed yeah then that's the memory they'll talk about yeah no definitely and yeah. it's and it's kind of again don't take this the wrong way but it's, it's kind of that old-fashioned approach isn't it it's that mm. traditional approach yeah of, um and, I, and going back to what you're saying just now I, I loved on your LinkedIn when I was doing a bit of research You've got this saying of buy quality and buy once. Yes. <laughs> Which kind yes. of, I, th- I was going to ask you about that, but I think yeah. you've just explained yeah. that and what it means yeah. to you. But really what you're offering, and I suppose what sets you apart from you know, the electricians and the others that say they do audiovisual and all mm. of those things to a larger degree or not, is that proper service, traditional service, yeah. taking pride in what you do. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... Um, Give an example, literally this morning, a couple bought a television off me, Bangalore and TV, a year ago. And uh, it, they are notoriously difficult to change the batteries on the very slender, beautiful-looking remote. And um, he said, I don't want to mess around with it. Would you mind doing it? And I did. And he said, how much for that? And I said, nothing. I just put a new yeah. set of Duracells in, you know, and they're gobsmacked by that approach, you know. And it's for me, it's nothing, but it's just that added bit of service. That little and bit I, of care. And I think that's what a quality product retailer should be all about. Mm. And I'm sure that extends to any other high-end brand. There's yeah. just going that extra mile. I remember going to a watch you know, a shop and said that what's something are broken. And I bought it 10 years ago, but they still had the, 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 the decency to send me it, a nice little letter and a free of charge. Yeah. And that memory goes a long, long way. Yeah. And I'm afraid you don't get that online. No. Online experiences, it dump, gets dumped off at your front door. Yeah. By If you're lucky, it gets to your yeah, front door. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and then it ends, there starts the frustration. Yeah. And, and then, I don't know, I just don't think it, you know, I, I think it works fine for food, yeah. wine. Yeah. But I think even wine, um, I think there's nothing better than walking into a wine store and trying something before you buy. Yeah. You know, yes, I can buy something from Lathwaite's and I can send it back if I don't like it, but it's hassle. Yeah. And if you're time poor, why would you want to go through that? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's there's so many things I can point at with whatever it's retailing. I still think there's that element of the yeah. ability to talk to somebody face to face. It's this passion you've got for customer service and getting things right and the yeah. attention to detail is is immense to hear how do you keep that you know passion you know you're you know 40 or 42 43 years into the business yeah. now yeah you know like you say at this at your age your dad was coming out of the business you're yeah. still I was, i'm having this conversation with you kevin <laughs> yeah and you're as enthusiastic i think today as you probably were in 1980 i'm probably more enthusiastic because now i've with age comes experience and okay. I've certainly learned a hell of a lot I'm continually learning I mean yeah. you know the Bangalorsen sales course I you know I'm literally going through an interview process at the moment trying to find a salesperson and I always say to them that it's not going to the sales course on the brand it's mm. just teaching you how to deal with 
people that want to buy a high quality product yeah. and I think that goes a long way um, I think the way a phone call is taken I refuse to have an automated phone hmm. line I'd rather it go to a, a, a answer phone and say we'll ring you back yeah. but Nowadays, I can see who I've missed. I can ring them straight back, and I think people are actually gobsmacked that I phoned them <laughs> yeah. back, you know. And they're saying, "Oh, I only want—I was only asking about something, and it's nothing related to me yeah. selling something." But I think the service just goes a long, long way, and I can't help it. I mean, I've just grown up in that era. Yeah, it'd be interesting that if, if you know, my two sons ever came into the business from their perspective, how much they would carry that on. I mean, yeah. they. They are 16 and 17, so now they have a voice, and they do say, I bore people to tears sometimes <laughs> because I'm so passionate about Bangalore yeah. or cinema, yeah. but they, 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 they say it jokingly. You know? yeah. I can't help it. You know, Any conversation that gets around to what I sell, I, I just infuse just about use the passion is there. The, uh, it's just in me. You know? yeah, and right. I think people buy from people, uh, no matter what brand you've got above the door. Yeah. And whether um, you're product or service, that's so yeah, true, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and we can all talk about, you know, some of the corporate way that car dealerships are gone. Mm. You know, I think there's, it's just lost that, yeah. that, that individualness. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, I think I'll never, ever want anybody to have that experience in my store. If they do, I want to know about it. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. why I'm here every day. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm at the front end. I don't sit in an office yeah. looking at spreadsheets. I've already told you that bores me to death. Yeah. You know, um, everything about this business is me, and I want everybody to be around me, an extension of yeah. me. And that whether that's going into a home, taking your shoes off, and we get comments about that. Yeah. You know, the vans, if they're filthy, I go ballistic. If that van t turns up in a driveway and it's filthy, dirty, and it's got, you know, an old McDonald's, you know, which how many vans do you pass? And there must be everyone's invoices and yeah. screwed up bits <laughs> of paper and fag packet. Yeah. To me, if I drive past that, I, it, it's it's not giving a good yeah. representation of a business. And yet I say it day in, day out. Yeah. It's uh, true, isn't it? Yeah, whilst I can't keep the vans clean 100% of the time, and during right, this weather, <laughs> I don't want anybody calling in saying, Oh, so what are you one of your dirty vans the other day? Because <laughs> we do go out into the countryside. They spot the vans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I think if you instill that into people yeah. right from day one, then they know that if they come in after a, you know, a long, long sunny period and the van's still dirty by Monday morning, yeah. Kevin's going to say something. Yeah. Past comment. And why I bought a pressure washer, why I bought the cleaning tools. And I don't skimp yeah. on that. I buy high quality cleaning products for the vans as well, yeah. because again, I want them to look professional. And if you spend some money and you're shown to be using good quality, then people will know that I'm not messing around. You yeah. know, I don't want a bucket and a sponge and fairy liquid, yeah. which I know, <laughs> which I know ruins paint. <laughs> and, Talking about the customers, do you think customers' expectations have changed? You know, when they walk through, are they? I think we're going a, f a bit of a full circular because okay. I think we've had I think we've had online for a while now, yeah. and the amount of people I've spoken to that have bought online and said they wouldn't do it again. Yeah, particularly in our in our stuff, you know, a large television. Yeah. You know, they think it's easy to fit on the wall. Yeah. Uh, yes, it is to put four screws yeah. in the wall. But... I tried that and it sort of <laughs> a little bit kind of off. <laughs> <Yeah>. so, so. <laughs> so, you know, again, I, my eye for detail when I walk into someone's home and I walk into lots of people's homes and I see that 
try to disguise in the HDMI cable and mains and aerial cable. Mm. No, you know, yeah. I, you know, no matter what brand of television is, Samsung, LG, Philips, Sony, they're all thin and they're all relatively good looking TVs nowadays. Yeah. It's what's connected to it and the way that all the cables are managed is lets it all down. Yeah. And yet, you you know, I, I do look around in, in estate agents' windows sometimes and I always look at what televisions are in there and I see cables <laughs> tucked behind mantelpieces <laughs> or, you know, bits of, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's just... And does all of this mean you're the worst person ever to sell to? Yeah, I'm, I'm terrible if I get the wrong... I mean, my wife cringes sometimes, <laughs> but I'm probably the easiest person to sell to. Like if, if somebody's getting it right. Yeah. If I go somewhere, I'm disappointed if I go somewhere and it's not what I thought it would be. Yeah. And the likelihood is I won't buy. But if I go into somewhere or someone rings me up and says, oh, it's about time you did this, why don't you come in? Then I'll do that. And then I'm probably sold before I've even stepped across the threshold. Yeah. Unless somebody doesn't do something right or I don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, and that's something that we do. You know, I think, do you know what? There's all this talk about, you know, GDPR and people following up with phone calls and, you know, we're very compliant with that. We have to make sure that people want us to contact them. But do you know what? They love us phoning up and saying, oh, we've got a new model. Why don't you come into the showroom? Yeah. And why we don't just have a kettle and a granule coffee. We've invested in a nice coffee machine, which gives you, if you want a latte or flat white or cappuccino, they get a proper coffee in a nice mug or cup. Yeah, um, it's all back, back down to that experience. It is, because um, it's, again, little details that, that people pick up on. And I, I just strive to give people the best experience yeah. from phone call to hopefully coming in or us going around to their home. Wow, brilliant. And I suppose you're well into the journey now, of the, you know, the business being in your hands. But... Does it ever feel a burden that, you know, that you are the fourth generation? And we've talked about maybe your son's taking it on or not. Mm. Now, do you lie awake worrying about where the business goes next? Um, honestly, no. Okay. No, I shall carry on. Whilst I've still got the energy and the passion, yeah. I will carry on. I think there will be a point in time where I, I had planned that when I clicked 60 uh, in March that right. I might go down to a four-day week, but trying to find somebody to replace somebody that left in January is proving yeah. to be difficult because again, no surprises. My um, <laughs> standards are yeah. that it has to be, and Bang Allison's are as well. I mean, I get them very much involved with it as well. So it's always nice to have a, another person yeah. Yeah, give that. But yeah, I mean, uh, uh, down to a four day week might be quite nice but again no real no plans, plans at the moment just... no i just will carry on and until the time says to me no yeah or if someone picks up the phone and says i want to buy you out and it's <laughs> a decent amount of money and then i'll be ringing warren just saying it's always a good those deal? moments yeah <laughs> we talked about optimizing yes. <laughs> um and i think we might you might have talked about it when you talked about you know the fraud that took place but what's been your toughest moment in business do you think um i think you know i've had times where it wins 
the money coming in to pay the next wages. Mm. Yeah, and I think any small family business uh, have been through those periods, um, and we 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 are of course very reliant on outside forces. You know, yeah. and we've got been through a few recently. But I think it was the time that I mentioned about the guy that my dad had trusted. Mm. That that really hit us for six. Mm. And, and that's sometimes the bit that I think about that if I hadn't had him here, I may have had an extra few hundred grand in the bank because yeah. that's how much it was. Wow. Um, so, And that's significant for a, yeah. a small business small like family myself. Small business yeah. Yeah, makes a difference. And I suppose you those tough times do come inadvertently because you're a high-end consumer aren't you yes. so other businesses maybe have a yeah. broader diversity but yeah your customer base feels the pinch yeah stop spending yeah and i think the other thing was you know when probably was by the then management of bangalore and was sort of not forced because no one can tell me to spend money and open a new showroom but yeah. i opened a store in exeter in 2000 and five six and then lo and behold we had the, one of the biggest recessions come yeah. in year three which is the year i should be yeah. making them making the it good margin and making it good <laughs> and that was very tough because mm. i'd never experienced a company having to put that into yeah. receivership um, and walking away from it and now as i go down holidaying in ex uh, in devon quite a lot you know passing that sign exeter yeah does Still it, bring back that memory. It memories. does bring that memory, and, and uh, the store is successful now, and I always knew it would be. Um, yeah. But um, it was just, a, again, a times... It's about having the pockets deep enough. For those you were referring to earlier, yeah. as a family, small yeah. business, yeah. SMEs, they can't necessarily dig deep enough no. for long enough, no. even if you've got complete faith. But a few of my you know, very close friends, colleagues, that had also the same business, but mm. other parts of the country, they're no longer here mm. in, in business and struggled massively and had to get rid of their homes you know and I think I didn't you know yeah. I got through it and yeah. I think also I had the faith of Bangladesh and again I think passion sales that they knew that if I wasn't in the business yeah. who else would come in this area and it's it's been proved many many times in other parts of the UK and Europe that it doesn't mean to say there's a V&O shop in Westbourne if it's no. taken over by somebody. Is it going to carry on the same way? No. The heritage, the history, the passion yeah. disappears, yeah. doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And it's interesting because you're really talking about that Bang & Olfersen um, relationship more, very much more than a supplier relationship. It is nearly yeah. like a partnership, isn't it? Well, that's what we call. We're called partners rather than oh, dealers okay. now. Right. So um, <laughs> in loose terms, I mean, we, you know, I could... I could also have they a still podcast. want their pound of flesh, I'm yeah, sure. I, we could have another podcast on the, the yeah. moans, but um, no, I mean it, it, it's it, it it is all about the numbers. Mm. You know, that's one shift that I've seen from yeah. maybe ten years ago. You're very heavily targeted, yeah. um, and they do say you have to have this new store refit, and they give you. In fact, if it wasn't COVID coming, I should have done it in 2019. Right. But, you know, I look at 2019 and financial year as a year I want to forget because of Brexit. Mm. You know, everybody was sat on their hands. No one wanted to spend any money because yeah. of the what ifs and what could be, you know. Um, yeah. So we, 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 again, we, we just strive to, to, to keep ahead. And that's one thing that Dawson's always done. We've always kept ahead of the pack. Um, we've, I could, I could talk to so many incidents, incidences of where we were first to do something. Right. You know, yeah. 
And I suppose being that first head of the pack leads on to a conversation you know, around technology as well. I mean, if you think about you know, even in the last five to ten years how technology has changed mm. and perhaps how some of that technology has been commoditized, but I think we've discussed that. Mm. But technology is always changing, isn't yeah. it? And if you think about, you know, since the 95 you know, years of Dawson's, yeah. Technology's just moved on and on and on. And what, how do you think the business through all of those generations, and in particular in the last five to ten years, mm. you've been able to keep ahead of that curve? I mean, that's that technology for me has always been um, something that I believe it or not, I'm not interested in. Okay. Um, I'm not nerdy. Yeah. Um, I like to be shown how things work, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. You don't even know how it works. I don't know just... how. And I'm probably a more typical our customer um you know we don't we don't try and bamboozle people here with facts and figures about how bright a tv is or how many watts a speaker is if they ask we we can tell them but i think that comes around to having the team around you uh, where i can defer to somebody to come back to them with whatever they want to know um but if i go back to when i first started in 1980 well, technology, what changed from 1980 to 1990? Mm. Not a lot. We were well, digital channels from analogue and more mm. channels and Sky TV. Um, but but in the you're right, now, literally every three to two to three years, the bang, change bang, bang. is massive. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's lots of reasons why B&O have done what they've done with certain things, like we no longer make a television. Mm. You know, we partner up with... You know, uh, an OLED um, yeah. brand, which they're quite happy to talk about in their brochures being LG because they're the best. And uh, and I can see now that every year there's a new panel that comes yeah. out. Can I see the difference between a 22 model year or a 23 model year? Probably not. But yeah. in the world of <clears throat> audiovisual and the world of reading reviews and everything, this is what some it people like. <laughs> and it counts. Um and I think you can look at that with cars. I mean, 2007, you know, what a sat-nav yeah. panel looked like. Yeah. And when you buy or go in a car with a 4 by 3 sat-nav, it just looks, I'd rather have not had a sat-nav there, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and uh, car manufacturers are going through the same. Yeah. And you can see why they're sharing the same platforms yeah. across many models and many brands. Um, and I think the, 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 the electronics world is... is, is and that that'll probably be the thing that kicks in with me if I can't learn or remember. I'll keep up to date. Keep up to date, and that's what the trigger was for my dad. But yeah. oh. I blame him for not being here for six months of the year. Yeah. I think I'd be the same if I came back in. Um, let's say I left now and came back yeah. in October. I probably would have to be learning back again. Yeah. Uh, that would be the frustration because the world just moves at a pace, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah. And what are you most proud about about your sort of business journey and, and I'm business hugely proud i can't wait to flag wave for 60 years of bno yeah and i can't obviously the biggest one for us will be the 100 years yeah. in 2027 that is my goal to still be here and still be part That's, of the business yeah. um because i can't i'd love to know another business in the uk that could say to me well actually we started in 1923 in the audiovisual space and there's yeah. not many in general is no yeah, maybe I'll get a um, letter from the king. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah. And just to wrap up, um, how's 
being entrepreneurial, running a business affected you from a personal perspective and personal life? You talk about having the, the boys and all of that mm. kind of thing, because it does impact, doesn't it? All of us that run a business, it has some impact. 100%. You know, it's um, often a conversation between my wife and I. Why mm. are you taking that call now? Why are you mm. having that, doing those emails? Um, and I think he, he, as a as a owner or head of any business, whether it's five people, 500 people, you have, or you should have, some form of responsibility. It's a huge amount on your shoulders. You know, I've yeah. got to have the money every month to pay people here. I've, thank goodness, touching wood, yeah. I've never let anybody down in all the years I've been here. Um, I've even put money in myself personally, mm. you know, back in some dark days. But I think... the I'm so proud of the business still being here and still being local in Westbourne. Yeah. You know, Westbourne's an amazing um, retail space, you know, particularly with the the problems of Bournemouth Town Centre. Yeah. I think you look at Southbourne and Westbourne, um, we, yeah. we've, we're we nice little hubs of eateries and independence. And I think there's nothing better than having small independent showrooms because we always go that extra mile. Yeah. We're not told necessarily by a corporation that we have to do this, do that and the yeah. other. There's still that element of you know, care care and attention. Yeah. Brilliant. And my final question, Kevin, is what's your definition of personal success? Cool, blimey. Personally, I, you know, Still been married for 30 years to Mandy, you know, and I've known yeah. her for, well, since she was 17. And yeah. having two boys, you know, we, we struggled, you know, 11 years of no success. And then bang, we go and get two in a row. Okay. Uh, and I think to have that family and, you know, a son in sixth form that is still doesn't know what he wants to do. But yeah. I still go home and he's got a car on the driveway, which still got L plates on. But hopefully in a few days time. <laughs> <laughs> He'll have his independence. And I think, yeah, I, I'm very proud of that. And, you know, particularly my wife has to take a lot of brunt of it when I go home after not such a good week or yeah. good day or something's happened. She has to listen to it all. And yeah. I think, yeah, particularly with the amount around uh, mental health nowadays that we all know about, and yeah. men don't talk about. I think it's just, you know, being able to talk about things, whether it's good or bad. Brilliant. Um, but, yeah, that's that's... Well, we started the conversation about family. We've ended it about family. Yeah. It's been a great uh, episode of the Evolve to Succeed podcast. If people do want to know more about you, but importantly, want to come and see the showroom, find out more about Dawson's Banging Office, and yeah. where can they go? So I'm here most days of the week, <laughs> 74, Pool Road in Westbourne. Um, and uh, 01202 752000 or Dawson's at Dawson's AV co.uk brilliant Kevin as I say thank you for being a wonderful guest thank you very much for inviting me thank you for listening to the Evolve to Succeed podcast my hope with every episode is that you've learned something new or heard something that challenged your way of thinking and further motivated you on your path towards becoming a more knowledgeable informed and inspired individual and business leader if you enjoyed this episode, then please help us by rating, reviewing and subscribing. We really value your feedback and would love to have you along for future episodes. And please don't forget to learn more about Evolve by going to evolvemembers.com. Thank you for listening. See you next week.